I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm a little upset. About? I have worn a new pair of jeans two days in a row. I noticed yesterday, but I didn't want to say anything. Not one soul has said a word. See, you've moved into my territory now, the dark, dark, over-dyed Levi's with sort of the skinny cuff on the bottom. I'm a big fan of Levi's, Mm -hmm. but I got some beef, and I feel like this is a place to air it. Oh, okay. So I wear, I think like most people, I have one cut that I wear. Yeah, what are those? These are the five four ones. <laughs> five four ones. I'm running a five twelve over here. <laughs> These are my five four ones. Uh, so I'm typically I wear a black jean. I'm a big fan of a black jean, but um, I decided to get these blues. Turns out the blue is it's almost like it's sized differently. Oh yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a w- different fabric. It's strange. Like when you hold up the thirty four inch waist wow. black and the thirty four inch blue humble brag. They're not the same. Wow. They're not even close to being the same. So I had to go size up for my blues. Oh. And I'm very self-conscious about it. Are you running a 36 now? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my world. It's strange that even though it's the same cut, the colors somehow make a difference. You know, I got to say, I did notice as you walked out of my office yesterday, I'm like, he looks good in those jeans. But I feel like I'm not allowed to say that at the in the workplace. That is a touch inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that no one has told me anything about my new pants, I find distressing. I'm now up in my head about these pants. Hey, those pants look great on you. <laughs> and any minute now, HR is going to walk through that door. Three, two, oh, hi. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. Welcome to episode 17 of the Lawn Chair Profits. On this episode, that one time you were accidentally creepy. I know we've talked about this before. But it's it's come up in conversation again. Yeah. It uh, seems to be a common thing people do. Be creeps. Plus, we're going to ask that question, where did you go, daddy? But first, kids can be cruel. We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. So we got a text message the other day from, I don't have it in front of me, but the story goes something like this. They were out at a pub this past weekend. They saw somebody in there uh, sitting at a table with a girlfriend or something they, they haven't seen since high school. And it's been like 13 years. So the guy's like, hey, cuke, called him his high school nickname. Yikes. In front of the girl that he may have been on a first date with. And she's like, Cuke, what does that mean? And then they had to explain where he got his nickname from. And it it was from stuffing a cucumber down his pants? Yeah, in grade nine. He stuffed a cucumber down the front of his pants on a dare right before he had to stand up and read a poem in class. So they called him Cuke. That's classy stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's a little weird that uh, 13 years after the fact, you're still being called that? Well, yeah, I bet you Cuke doesn't introduce himself as Cuke anymore. The guy who called him Cuke yeah. clearly is that guy. We all have that one guy that still lives in the past. He's still back in high school. And anytime you run into him, that's all he wants to talk about. You can just hear Springsteen glory days playing in the background when he speaks. Yeah, it's weird. Because um, in my friend circle, there's only a few friends that I went to high school with that I still uh, am in contact with. Yeah. And we don't talk about it at all. In fact, there's some people, I have to sit there and be like, 
did we go to high school together? <laughs> like, I don't remember. I'm, I'm so far the uh, other direction from it that I cringe. I cringe when I hear some guy who just can't drop oh, yeah. the nickname from high school. Cuxy. Hey, what up, Cuxy? <laughs> oh. Uh, now, we got somebody online, too, right now. This is Jamie. Jamie, you didn't have a nickname. Your husband did, though. They Me? called my husband the sniffer. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not sure if that's hurtful or not. <laughs> well, it's kind of, well, do you, uh, do I even want to know why your nickname, your husband's nickname is the sniffer? No, <laughs> you oh, really don't. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> so when your nickname is the sniffer, I guarantee you that when Jamie and her husband move to a new neighborhood, he has to report to the police department, and then he has to go introduce himself to all the neighbors and give them a letter from the police. Yeah, I get the feeling that he's not called the sniffer because he has a keen sense of smell. And I get that feeling, too. It's probably not from good things. Uh, hey, guys, my last name is Sturdy. Friends called me Turd or Turdy. They even made a T-shirt for me. Mm. Man, that's not even clever. No. <laughs> that's a tough bounce. When your nickname, based on your name, is Turd. Yeah. Ugh. In high school, my teachers called me Toilet Boy because <laughs> because I climbed under a stall door in elementary school. It was humiliating. Even my teachers called me Toilet Boy. Wow. You know, that's rough when the teachers get involved. Yeah. When your nickname is Toilet Boy. That's already bad. And then the teachers start chanting it. Oh, here's one that no junior high girl wants. Uh, I had the unfortunate pleasure of having the nickname Pointy. In junior high, a group of adolescent boy, boys were with me on a cold day and saw my frozen, you know, through my shirt. Padded bras for life after that. That's from Jen. Pointy. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound like a name adolescent boys would give to a girl on a <laughs> chilly day. Pointy. E okay, <laughs> hang on. I want <laughs> Can we take another call here? Oh, please. Line four. Hi. Hey, Garner. Um, I was just calling about high school nicknames. Yeah, did you um, have one? Yeah, it was only for a short amount of time, but at the end of grade nine, um, I used to be a horse girl, and at the end of grade nine, I had an accident uh, where the horse actually, like, veered up and fell on me, and I injured my face really badly. Um, and for the rest of grade 9, 10, and 11, everyone just called me horse face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I really hope it doesn't come back because it would make no sense now, but I was, like, horribly disfigured. Oh. And I was looking back at my yearbooks, and it was like, oh, hey, horse face. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call somebody horse face and then just JK that away. Exactly, especially because I don't look anything like Sarah Jessica Parker, but I oh. guess it didn't matter. Well, see, now you just got mean. No, no, but in the nicest way, but oh, mine wow. was just, yeah. What kind it of was, horrible disfigurement did you suffer from? It was temporary. I kind of looked like Two-Face from Batman, because um, I was riding Western, and like the saddle horn hit me in the face, so I had like the whole right side of my face was bruised, like all the blood vessels in my eyes had popped. And I had, like, nerve damage in my mouth. So it was, yeah, the whole right side of my face was just, it scared the children. But, yeah, everyone just called me horse face. Did your face look like that Salvador Dali melting clocks painting? Yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> it was just the right side of my mouth that had nerve damage. So you kind of remember how Jean Chrétien used to talk? It was, like, how his, his mouth yeah. kind of sloped. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what is your real name, horse face? 
Uh, Stephanie. Okay, Stephanie, thank you for this. Yeah, you're welcome. See, through sharing, we heal. Yeah, it's true. And the good news is it's for the most part, the face feels just fine. Oh, little Steffi horse face. Oh, my God. Wow. As if having a horse fall on your face is not traumatic enough that you now get called horse face as a result. Man, Stephanie. (laughs) Can we call this episode of the podcast Horse Face? Let's do it. (laughs) All I'm learning is how... I think when we were kids, we all thought we were clever. Yeah. Hey, horse face. You had an accident. Your horse face. Did you hear about Stephanie? A horse fell on her face. Let's start calling her horse face. Yeah. Did you hear? It almost killed her. <laughs> Hilarious. A horse fell on her face. Ooh. Oh, yikes. Uh, oh, man. I wish more people would refer to us as chaps. Hello, chaps. Ooh. Celeste here. I got called Celester the Molester Ooh. a lot as a kid. I hated it back then. Yeah. As a kid, it was awful, but now some of my dear friends still call me Celester the Molester as a term of endearment, and it doesn't bug me at all. Hope you all have a marvelous day. Okay, we will, Celester the Molester. Wow. Uh, One of the few people that can have the word molester in an endearing nickname. We know Celeste. We've met her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we went to Mexico with Celeste, I believe. Um, Yeah, so she can pull it off. I feel like if I just started calling her that, though— uh, it wouldn't be seen as endearing. You know, it's a tough life sentence when you name your baby Lester and he becomes Lester the Molester. Oh, Yeah, so don't name your baby Lester. Lesty Molesty, that's what I'm going to call her. Uh, you know what? Girls have it so rough in the nickname department. Here's another one. My maiden name is Pap, so the kids oh, called no. me <laughs> Pap Smear <laughs> all through junior high. That's from Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Kayla. Oh. <laughs> Would they even know what that means? No. <laughs> uh, okay, here's another one. <laughs> hey, guys. My cousins used to call me Big Tooth Brittany. Ooh. I f- bleeping hated it, and they knew I hated it, but they never call- failed to call me that for years. I had crooked teeth, so one of my two front teeth looked bigger than the other. Worst nickname ever, Big Tooth Brittany. Again, not clever, but devastating. <laughs> Because it's so on the mark. <laughs> it's just so blunt. Ooh. It's like being hit over the head by a pipe. Uh, speaking of being hit over he- the head with something, let's grab one more here. Hi. This is uh, Dylan. My wife and I, when we first started dating, um, her maiden name was Lang, and she made the mistake of telling me that her volleyball coach used to call her Clubber from Mr. T and Rocky Two, Clubber Lang. Oh, and now wow. myself. And all of my family still call her Clubber to this day, about 14 years later. How does she feel about being called Clubber? She really appreciates it on social media. Does the name Clubber suit her? <laughs> Not whatsoever, but it's good. And that's what that makes it even better. funnier. Yeah. It's the same thing as when you have a really fat friend and everybody calls him Tiny. It's just funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a girl named Clubber. That's got to be tough. Man. Especially when you do not look like a clubber. <laughs> Still, I can't get over. I keep circling back to horse face. Oh, my nickname was Tuesday after I got my moon time on a Tuesday for the very first time. Every once in a while, someone still calls me that. How old are you now? I can see if you're maybe still in junior high. 
But if you're like an adult with crushing adult responsibilities and obligations and you're working at the bank and somebody comes in and they're like, Tuesday? (laughs) That's got to suck. And then all your coworkers are like, oh, they call you Tuesday. Never mind. There's something to do with the natural process of a woman's body. Oh, my God. Again, not clever, but devastating. Uh, Good morning, guys. I know a guy whose nickname is Herp, as Uh in herpes. Yeah. It's been going around for 15 years now, I think. He's cool with it around friends, but prefers his proper name at work, not surprisingly. (laughs) I guess you could say that nickname won't go away. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) My nickname as a kid was Melonhead. It was given to me by my observant sisters and caught traction with everybody. Thankfully, I grew into my head. Well, that's good. That's real good news. I'm happy to hear that. Can you imagine if you didn't grow into your head? How brutal would that be? Do you have time for one more or not? Sure, please. I'm enjoying this, actually. I'm just trying to find a really good one. Because I didn't have a nickname. You know what my nickname in high school was? Bryce. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Mine was Eugene for quite a few years. There's a nerdy character in the Grease movies, and his name is Eugene. And for some reason, that stuck, and it hurt. It hurt real bad. I don't even know who that is. I'm going to have to look that up. He's like not even a secondary or a tertiary character in Grease. He makes a brief appearance. He's nerd. A likable nerd, though. (laughs) Well... Um, we'll see. Here we go. My sister's name is Christina, and for as long as I can remember, we've called her Quitstina Ooh. because she's a sore loser when uh, it comes to card games and board games. Quitstina. Oh, I like that. She throws a lot of hissies. Yeah. Okay, Quitstina. That's solid. It's no horse face. No. But it's pretty solid. You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. It's like radio, but on the internet. Ooh. Oh, Bryce, can we play the... The jingle that I crafted. Accidentally creepy. Do you have any idea how long it took me to write and produce that, Bryce? That's pretty solid. 17 minutes. Pretty, it shows. Yeah, it took me 17 minutes from start to finish. Um, every now and again, you are a total, and I don't mean you, Bryce. Well, I kind of do, but I mean the people listening to this podcast. You might not realize it till after the fact, but you were a full-on creeper a total creeper and it was an accident you didn't mean to be a creep but you were i think it's safe to say at some point every person on earth has been an absolute creep whether they intended to be or not uh accidentally creepy i was in line at a gas station i was behind a guy whose hood on his hoodie was inside out so i fixed it he turned around and looked at me and i was like sorry i had to fix it he said haha no problem thanks I thought it would turn out worse than that, but it turned out okay, LOL. Monique, you're lucky you didn't get punched in the head, Monique. Yeah, I get the feeling that uh, Monique, I'm sure a, a lovely lady, mm-hmm. when a lovely lady fixes your hood and the guy turns around, he's like, okay, yeah. she's helping me out. If I did that, if I went and helped this guy at a gas station, just came up in the middle of the night, in the dark, he's like, let me fix that for Ooh. you. That would be a one-way ticket to punch town for my face. <laughs> this is uh, this one right here is from Brinton. This is a surefire way to get your name on a list down at the police station. Uh, one bitterly cold Halloween a few years ago, I, a bachelor at the time, was handing out candy to the few kids that were coming around. 
Two girls, about four and six years old, dressed as princesses over their snowmobile suits came by. Their dad was waiting out on the sidewalk. I said, how you doing? The little one said she had to pee. I told her, you can use my bathroom. She started to come in. Her older sister grabbed her and said, no. And the two of them ran down the sidewalk back to dad. Yeah, I don't think Brinton had anything else on his mind other than just letting this little girl relieve herself. I'm sure he's fairly innocent, but uh, Brinton, accidentally creepy to the max. Yeah, having young children scream no and run down your driveway is a stink you can't scrub off from your neighbors. Yeah. Uh, Karen on line two wants to talk about her dad. I've got, um, I have a father, he's, he's 80 years old, and uh, he is a, like a child whisperer with all of his grandchildren. He can sit and he can play for hours, but what will happen is he'll be out in public and he'll, like, he'll see little kids and he'll just kind of like laugh and play with them a little bit, but he's this tall, older gentleman. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always go over so well with, um, with their parents. It's sad because that used to be a thing. Like, it used to be okay to be like that, but now an 80-year-old guy who just sort of wanders over to the playground by himself just so he can watch the kids play, suddenly he's a creep. <laughs> well, he would never He would never do that. Yeah. Like, it's always when the parents are close, but still, it gives the wrong impression. Yeah. Have you had to have a talk with him about that? He's like, Dad, you can't just go no. play around with random kids. It's sad <laughs> well, because cl- clearly I he loves kids. In like in the moment, but we've never had to pull him aside. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also I work with kids as part of my job, so I sometimes do the same thing and catch myself and go, oh, my goodness, that's not good. Yeah, I will always wave at babies. Like if I'm out in public somewhere and I see a baby staring at me, I will always wave and smile at that baby. And Yeah, that's sweet. But I sometimes wonder, too, when the mom catches a glimpse of the strange man waving at her baby, is she sort of like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, maybe yeah. i got to stop waving at babies. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not blowing them that's kisses a- or anything. No, that would be really terrible. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what's your name? Yeah. My name is Karen. All right. Karen, are you a creep? No. Well, accidentally sometimes, but, yeah, but no. <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, in defense of Karen's dad, I'm a baby waver, too. Like, I wave at babies all the time. I do. Uh, I don't smile. Or, well, I smile, but I don't wink at them. I don't try and play with other people's children mm-hmm. because that's where you're crossing a board. Look at this. This one just in, too. Uh, I'm also a baby waver. I have three boys under six. I love little kids. I love it when the older generation takes time to give my boys attention. I'm there. There's nothing to be worried about. Maybe it's that I'm six foot one and 300 pounds that people's actions don't bother me much. I don't know. I'm all for my kids enjoying the human experience. That's nice. That's a nice thought. I feel like if I were to start waving at babies, it would be off-putting to everyone. Oh, I kind of think so, too. I think there's like a a pheromone. Like, you know how dogs can smell fear? Mm -hmm. That other parents can smell other parents. So you having children... When you wave at a baby, the parent can be like, oh, he has kids. Yeah, he's, I can, he's in the club. I can tell. And whereas I, if I were to start doing it, they'd be like, what is that guy's deal? Yeah, and they put their arm <laughs> around their child and usher them away. <laughs> oh, this one here. Uh, my 16-year-old son and I were talking about his hockey team, and there are two Dylans on the team. 
we were mentioning the Dillons, and my son said, which one are you talking about? And I said, oh, the cute one. He just stopped and stared at me and said, mom, he's 15. I felt shame. Wow. You know who else felt shame? The other Dylan. <laughs> who didn't get mentioned as the cute one. <laughs> there's the cute one, and then there's the other one. Ooh, that other Dylan? Ooh, yeah, boy. we all know which one's which. Yeah, you're uh, oh. calling a 15-year-old boy the cute one. You know, we just had this conversation around my kitchen table the other night with our friend. I won't say her name, but she was talking about a particular boy, like a 17-year-old boy from her son's high school. And she said, oh, he's cute. But then she circled back again and mentioned one more time that he's cute. And then she circled back one more time, a third time, and also, again, mentioned that he was cute. And we kind of had a laugh and we pointed at her and like, you probably shouldn't talk like that. But imagine, <laughs> imagine Bryce, if that was you talking about a 17-year-old girl and you circled oh, yeah. that track three times, you'd be in jail right now. That's how you get handcuffs put on your wrist. Think of it as like uh, you're sitting on your front porch and you see a person drive by real slowly in front of your house, just staring at your house. Mm -hmm. One time you're like, okay, maybe they're looking for something. They circle back, do it again. You're like... Uh, something's going uh -oh, on. Something. And then they come back a third time around. You're like, okay, they're casing the joint. Yeah. A crime's about to happen. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I'm a teacher. This past fall, I walked into the staff room. I was like, oh, my God, what kind of cheese is that? It smells awful. Turns out a substitute teacher had just thrown up in a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone in the staff room watched. The substitute teacher looked at me and apologized raced out of the room and left for the day. Is that accidentally creepy? No. No. That's not, a, that's that, that's just you putting your foot in your mouth. And not even that bad. If it was someone's like, you know, their wife had made them lunch and you walk in, you're like, what reeks? Yeah. Oh. That, that would suck. If someone throws up in a can in the middle, and this is a substitute, it's not even a main staff member. Exactly. That's a bad day at work when you throw up in front of everyone. I wish to strike this one from the podcast. <laughs> That's not creepy. It's funny, though. That's just putting your foot in your mouth. Uh, creepy? I picked a piece of thread off of a stranger's coat on the train the other day. I apologized to her immediately. She just did that half smile. I felt shame, but mostly creepy. Donna. Yeah. That's weird when you start picking at people's clothing. It's like that episode of Seinfeld. Remember when they just go up and start uh, feeling the sweater? Yes. Like, whoa, what fabric is that? It is creepy. Well, have you ever had to ask yourself the question, was I just creepy? There's a very good possibility that you were creepy, but you were accidentally creepy. Accidentally creepy. You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. They're trapped in your phone forever. So we got this text, Bryce. It's from somebody trying to visualize where we sit, where we talk. Is it like an isolation isolation chamber uh, with just a couple of microphones and a computer screen? And uh, I yeah, it's sort of it's like a glorified cubicle. It's uh. Have you ever seen stock footage of Guantanamo Bay? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but with... Uh, better dim, lighting? Better lighting. Yeah, better lighting. <laughs> you know, Guantanamo just has that natural light that yeah, nobody... Yeah, beautiful. Uh, but, yeah, you know, a lot of leaking pipes from the ceilings, mm. stuff like that. Yeah, and this just made me start to think that... Remember back when you were a kid and your dad would leave for work every day? And unless your dad was like a policeman or a fireman or... Uh, 
postman or worked in a bakery, you probably couldn't really visualize where your dad went all day and what your dad did. Like, mm. imagine if your dad was an insurance underwriter. First of all, 10-year-old you wouldn't even understand what that is. And then try explaining that to the other kids on the playground. You'd be like, my dad's a businessman. He does business things with a stapler. Yeah. I mean, me in my 30s doesn't know what that does. I couldn't explain that now. No, it's probably not even a real thing. I just put two words together, insurance underwriter. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. I don't even know. But I don't know what an insurance underwriter does. No. It's true, though. I think for either parent, mm-hmm. really, visualizing what they do for a living was never easy. And then rarely, uh, when you did visit them at work— It was never ex- exciting as you thought. Rarely was the payoff there. Yeah. It's like, so, Dad, what you're saying is you can make as many photocopies as you want? <laughs> you have a fridge? Wow. In the lunchroom? Timmy's dad gets to slide down a pole and then race around town on the back of a fire truck. But, huh, you have coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So we just started talking about not knowing what our parents did for a living back in the day. This one right here, too. This is a text from Joel. I recall getting in bragging contests in elementary regarding how strong our dads were. For example, at one point, I told everyone my dad could lift four round bales of hay by hand. I'm 36 now, and back then, that's when I... That's what our dads did when they went to work. Joel J. Yeah, I do. I remember those things too. My where you'd be on the playground. My dad could beat up your dad. There's those arguments. They're as old as time. They are. And again, when you realize the truth as you grow older, yeah, it's very depressing. Well, yeah, my dad was a high school teacher, <laughs> so he likely wasn't beating anybody up. And I'm sure Joel's dad wasn't lifting hay bales by hand. No. No. See, that's the thing, too, is that when your dad's a high school teacher, you know exactly where he goes every day. You know exactly what he does. Um, It was pretty awesome for me as a kid because I'd get to go spend weekends and weeknights sometimes in the school gym. He'd just put me and my brothers and my sister in the gym, and then he'd go off and do whatever teacher dad does in the other part of the school. Mm -hmm. He'd check in on you every six to eight hours. But for the most part, it was just free reign of the gym. It was pretty fantastic, actually. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. You could be uh, an insurance underwriter. Yeah. Uh, Somebody said, my dad was a university professor. He would take me to school, but not into the classroom. He'd leave me in the library or some random hallway while he taught. I was four. Security was called a few times. (laughs) I remember in high school, a lot of people uh, doing the take your kid to work day. Yeah. Because my experience was a teacher as well. Yeah. So, like, you knew what you were getting into. But a lot of people who did that thing were like, oh, my dad's a lawyer. I'm going to a law office today. (laughs) Great. Uh, You're going to look at some books. Yeah, and have you ever been in a law office? Boring. It's not exactly like it is on TV. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) For, like, a student to be in there, you're like, oh, this is not fun. Yeah. Why couldn't you be a vet? Yeah. Never before has this been more appropriate, though. Who is your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) Kindergarten cop? Yeah. What a film. Not just a film, but a film. What a piece of cinema that was. So I guess the moral of the story when it comes to who's your daddy and what did he do is uh, rarely was there a payoff. It was always better in our head. Yeah. Almost always. Except, like you said, if they were a cop and you got to ride. You got to do a ride along when you're like grade eight? That was cool. Cool. For everyone else, 
it was you walk into a sterile office and yeah. you're like, is this my future? This is where we keep the staples. This is where we keep the paper clips. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's the first real disappointment in your life when you see what your parents really do. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits drink tap water. Mmm, tasty.